0: back home, and good evening to all the people on my side of the world. I'm coming to you here on October 25th. We're currently three weeks into the NHL season, and there's already a lot to talk about. I'm going to be quickly going over all the big stories in NHL. going to do a bit of a good, bad, and ugly situation here. Um, let's start with the good. And to start this off, we have to talk about Jack Hughes holy shit is this guy on a tear he's six games in and he's got 17 points in his first six games that's a 2.83 points per game he's almost at three points per game and in fact this is i know it's very early i know it's only six games i know he's probably gonna drop off it's hard to maintain these numbers but he has the highest points per game in a single season of all time, and that's, of course, excluding guys that played, you know, one game and got three points. Uh, Two of those, three of those happened, actually. Ryan Paling a couple years ago in Montreal, played the last game of the season got a hat-trick. But anyway, for players that have played more than one game, so even guys playing two games or three games, Jack Hughes has the most points per game in NHL history, single season points per game in NHL history right now. And for those curious, at number two right behind Jack Hughes is none other than the great one, Wayne Gretzky in 1984, when he put up 87 goals and fuck Jesus, 205 points in 74 games for a 2.77 points per game average. Now I'll say it again so people don't think I'm crazy, I don't think Jack is going to maintain this, he's probably not going to end the season with the record, but still, Six games in, he has four goals, 13 assists. He's on an absolute tear, leading his team, the team with the best power play in the NHL. The New Jersey Devils have a 42.3% power play. Absolutely crushing it. Jack Hughes is incredible. Just watching him play, skating with his head up, so much confidence. Got a beautiful OT winner against the Islanders the other day, where he just walked in by himself and just snapped one home. He is, without a doubt, the best player in the NHL right now. And what a time to be a hockey fan, because there's a bunch of other players that are absolutely crushing it too. Dylan Larkin is having the best season of his career. Um, but Jack Hughes is the guy. He's leading our list of the hot, or the good, for this week. Also on this list are the reigning Stanley Cup champions, the Vegas Golden Knights. They are 7-0, the first team in NHL history to win their first seven games of the season after winning the Stanley Cup. I think uh, six was also the record. Could be wrong there, but I believe the 85 or 86 Oilers had the record at five straight wins after their Cup win. But uh, Vegas does not look like they're slowing down. I heard in an interview, I, I apologize, I don't remember exactly where it was, but uh, Vegas was saying they could have played another series after that finals against Pans- uh, the Panthers. Sorry. They were ready to go. They weren't as beat up, obviously, as the Panthers, but they were just on a roll. No one was stopping them, and it looks like still no one can not stop them. They are the biggest team in the NHL, both in terms of height and weight. They're a big team. They're using their body. They're playing just like they did in the playoffs. Coach uh, uh, Bruce Cassidy is doing a hell of a job, and they're rotating goalies back and forth. I believe both Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson have split games. I think Hill played four and Thompson played three. Uh, Both are playing great. There's absolutely nothing slowing down the Vegas Golden Knights. Also making this list are the Boston Bruins, another undefeated team. And for those who tuned in to my Atlantic Division preview, I said it. I did not think the Bruins were going to drop, drop off nearly as hard as most people had them. They still have the same team. You know, I'm not going to repeat myself when I, uh, when I recorded that preview. But they still still the same team, same wicked defense, same great coaching, and they're showing it. They're 6-0, uh, second place in the NHL, only to, of course, the Vegas Golden Knights. In their six games, they have only let in seven goals against. Last year they had the best goalie tandem in Allmark and Swayman, and it's happening again. Only seven goals in six games. That's incredible. They have the second best penalty kill. Uh, the Stars still haven't let in a uh power or short, power play goal, excuse me. Um but Bruins have the second best penalty kill. Team being led by superstar David Pasternak, who's almost at a goal per game. He's got five in their six games. Uh, five goals and three assists for eight points. Also right behind him, new captain Brad Marchand, the rat. He's got uh, seven points in six games. And a bit of a coming out party for uh, JVR, James Van Riepsyk. Five points in six games. I didn't even mention him in my uh, in the Atlantic Division preview. But he's off to a great start, so good for him. Also on the list of undefeated teams is the Colorado Avalanche, and my god, they are not fucking around. These guys look good. I don't know who's impressed me more so far, Kale McCarr or Mikko Rantanen. Uh, The Moose has 12 points in six games, second to Jack Hughes in uh, in points per game, also tied with Dylan Larkin, but he's on fire. He's got to be the most underrated player in the league. Um, I might have actually taken that from Chicklets, but I agree. A lot of people don't talk about this guy. He's easily a top 10 player in the league, one of the best wingers in the league. Uh, and there's Kael McCarr. Holy shit, man. That goal he got against uh, the Islanders the other day, just the smarts to keep the puck to his side instead of in front of him, just to give uh, Rantanen enough time to stay onside. And then he just pulls it in front, absolutely beats the defender, and then backhands it top shelf. Made it look so easy. Didn't even sell the after the goal. This guy is so, so good. Can't believe uh, three teams passed on him. He went fourth overall to the Avs. And then there's Nate. We haven't even talked about Nathan McKinnon. Just a huge burst of speed. He's he's Nate McKinnon. We know what he is. He's awesome. Also over a point per game this year. This team is not messing around. They've come out hot. And uh, I wonder which of these three teams are going to be the last ones to remain undefeated. Kudos to all of them. They're playing great. That'll round out... Actually, you know what? Let's give some love to the Detroit Red Wings. Now, going back to my Atlantic Division preview, I had them a bit lower on my list. I think I had them at uh, 6th in the division. I did. I had Tampa edge in them for that last playoff spot. Anyway, the Red Wings are off to a great start, led by Captain Dylan Larkin. Like I mentioned, he's also at 2 points per game. He's got 14 points in 17 games. And then... I'm sorry Sens fans, but De is on fire. 9 goals in 7 games, right up there with Dylan Larkin, leading the way for the team. They are they're they're clicking, showing that great chemistry. Probably going to be uh, line mates on Team USA whenever that happens. The World Cup or or the next Olympics, hopefully. Um and then on the back end, they they acquired Shane Goss pair this off season. He's been great. 9 points and 7 goals. What a fucking rocket he had against uh what was that two days ago against the Kraken? My God, what a shot. Great pass by Sider. Sider's also playing wicked. He's only 22 years old. I'm willing to put money that he's going to win a Nora someday. Uh, as long as, you know, Kale McCarr slows down a bit. Uh, in terms of goaltending, their starter, uh, Husso's played five games. Honestly, hasn't looked great. Under 900 save percentage. Uh, he does have three wins, but uh, James Reimer is the one out playing him. Optimus Rhyme. He's got uh two wins under his belt, including a shutout and just a he led in one goal. One goal in two games. He's been great. Nine, six, three save percentage. Uh, I wonder if they're gonna be giving him more games. I'm also surprised they haven't brought up Alex Lyon. I thought uh I thought he was a great acquisition for them too in the offseason. But anyway, little love for the Detroit Red Wings. Good for them. Always nice seeing an original six team doing well, except for uh Leafs and the Bruins. Um, Moving on. Let's go to the bad. Uh, You know what? I don't know what to put at bad and what to put at ugly. But uh, let's talk about the Habs real quick. I'm going to put them at bad. Even though on the standings, they're middle of the pack. But uh, I want to focus especially on their power play. This is one of the worst power plays I've ever seen. And funny enough, they have scored a few. They got four power play goals so far. Uh, Their power play is at 16.7%, and somehow that's good for 18th in the league. Again, I know it's very early, uh, but it's not the numbers I want to talk about. Watching this team on the power play, it, it pains me. How they enter the zone is... Okay, now, so I know a lot of teams are doing this. Most teams are doing uh the play where they drop it back to the trailer, the guy has a lot of space, picks up speed to enter the zone. I get it. It works for most teams. It's probably the best strategy now since a lot of teams have adjusted to you know old, the dump and chase strategies or what, whatnot. But they are so predictable when they do it. And the most recent game against the Devils... The Devils' PK was very aggressive. They had one guy just ignoring the puck carrier and going or, or staying high to cover the trailer. And yet, this, the Habs still passed it right to that player like three or four times. Terrible giveaways. Uh, they're not adjusting at all. They can't enter the zone. They're giving. Ah, oh, it's fucking getting mad even thinking about it. Um, now, Mike Matheson did get a highlight real goal on the power play. I guess because the D men were expecting him to drop it back like they always do. But uh, I'm going to I'm gonna ignore that goal and still go out and say they need to adjust the power play. Burrows, probably time to go, or he's got to change something up. Um, I love Nick Suzuki, but he might not be the guy to do that play. He's not the fastest skater. And just so many times they get to the blue line and they fuck it up. They they pass it to the wrong guy. The passes are off, passes are on the skates. Suzuki's worrying me the most. I love the guy. He's not looked great. Um, and then once they're in the zone... Again, extremely predictable. The other team's defense pretty much have to take away two guys. And that's Caulfield on his side of the ice, just looking for the 1-T. And then Suzuki on the other side. Suzuki on the right, Caulfield on the left. They take away these two guys. That is all the Habs have. That's all they've been doing. Now, the second unit did have a good 20 seconds where they used the bumper play. Now, I was telling my buddy about this. I was actually screaming during the game that they got to stop doing the same shit over and over again. I was hoping for the bumper, they never have a player behind the goal line, and they finally did for a second, because the other team, who was it, Uh, the Capitals, no, not the Capitals, Uh, the Sabres, yes, it was against the Sabres, they gave it away, which gave the Habs a great opportunity, uh, the defenders weren't ready, and Gallagher, thankfully, was down low behind the net, so they did the bumper play, Pearson used his great shot, and scored, but you could tell they were not looking for that during the power play, because they didn't line up that way. They're doing the same shit over and over again. Uh guy, funny enough, is the only one throwing pucks from the point. Uh watching this power play absolutely drives me crazy. Burroughs has to change something, or he's gotta go. They gotta figure out their shit. Like I said, they got four goals. I feel like two of them were, I don't I wanna say lucky, but the Matheson goal was sick, but most teams are not gonna let him just skate in like that on the power play. Um, All right, enough about the Habs. Let's move on to the ugly. And if anyone wants to pause it here and just think about what I'm about to say, I'm sure you'll get it. The ugly is the Edmonton Oilers. My God, what is happening with this team? Now, Connor McDavid went down with an injury. They played one game without him. So that doesn't excuse their terrible record. The one game without them, they did score four goals. And you would hope that scoring four goals would get you a win at least half the time. Not the case this year. Clearly, the problem is on the back end. Between the pipes and the defensemen. It's funny because people aren't really talking about Leon and McDavid as they usually do. As just, you know, dominating and the all-stars of the league. But they're both doing just fine. Leon Draisaitl has 11 points in six games. And McDavid, before he went down, 8 points in 5 games. Uh, It's just funny to think that that is McDavid struggling, but that's not the problem with his team. Let's start with the goaltending. They haven't had great goaltending in what seems like forever. Um, Mike Smith showed flashes of brilliance, more so in uh, Arizona, not so much in Edmonton. They had Cam Talbot for a bit. They thought Jack Campbell was the answer. Jack Campbell played well for Toronto. Uh, He did, you know, let in a week one in game seven against the Habs, but he played well all year in Toronto. So they signed him for a decent ticket. He does not have it. He has not been himself in Edmonton. And then here comes Stuart Skinner, young up and coming goaltender played well last season, last regular season, just like the Oilers did. They had great numbers, but my God, six games in, they both have awful, awful numbers Jack Campbell, an 8-7-8 save percentage. And Stuart Skinner, even worse, an 8-1-4 save percentage. You cannot win games. They've let in 26 goals. Both of these goalies have over four goals against average. You can't expect these guys to win any games with their goalies playing like that. Um, Now, I'll admit, I've only been able to watch one Oilers game in its entirety so far this season. And I haven't checked out really any of the advanced analytics, so I can't speak much to the defensemen. Uh, what I am seeing is that Matthias Eckholm is getting the fourth most time on ice for the d They got CC, Bouchard, and Nurse playing more than him. Um, and that surprises me a bit because this team does not have any issues scoring. So they should prioritize, especially on the back end, their best defensive defenseman. And that's clearly Eckholm. So uh, I'm a bit surprised to see that. But... Aside from that, their their offense is clicking. Their power play, which was the deadliest power play in the league last year, still ninth in the league this year, so that's not the issue. Uh, they just they got to get better goaltending. Now, how do you fix goaltending? I think they got to look outward. Um, look for teams that might be moving their goalie. John Gibson's the first guy to come to mind. He's a great goalie. He's been in Anaheim for forever. Um, I think they should really pursue him. They got a lot of trade chips, especially, you know, forwards, maybe, who knows, Evander Kane, maybe Darnell Nurse, maybe the Ducks are willing to take that contract. Nurse has a bit of an ugly contract. It's uh, pretty much unmovable, 9.25, and he hasn't played like a $9 million player, but the Ducks have so much cap space. If you package him with some draft picks or other pieces they might need, who knows? You might be able to get John Gibson. Um, Other goalies they could look at, now, again, I see this guy firsthand all the time, Jake Allen. Off to a great start this year. Habs have three goalies in their pipeline. Primo just played the last game and played solid. Um, so if now is the time for the Habs to trade Jake Allen, I think they should take it. And I do think he can help the Oilers. He might not be a John Gibson. He might not be a Vezina winner. But he's played solid. He's won before. He backed up a Stanley Cup winning team. So uh, that's an option. Um, they could also go to Carter Hart. Now, Carter Hart's a young goalie, and he's playing really, really well. So who knows if Philly wants to move him. He could still be a part of that franchise. Uh, But I think if I'm a Flyers fan, I want them to sell, which is what they did not do the past two years. They should have, and they didn't. Uh, They're not making the playoffs this year despite their solid start. So if they can get good pieces for Carter Hart, I would move him. Uh, Aside from this year, he never really did pan out and his value is high. Like I said, he's off to a great start. So Oilers got to look outward. I think the two goalies they have in the system right now are just not cutting it and they got to get out of this funk. They got to do something, especially in that tough division. They got uh, Vegas tearing it up. LA is a solid team. So, you know, they got to turn it around sooner than later. And uh, that's it. That's it for my good, bad and ugly. I was hoping for this uh, week three recap to not go too long. We're at 17 minutes, so uh, not too bad. Um, Great hockey so far. Um, Now I will let you guys know I do plan on conducting a little interview in the coming days. Uh, Unfortunately, no big names. Like I've mentioned, I am in Seoul, South Korea. So not too many NHLers, former NHLers popping by here. Would love to get uh, Jim Peck on. I don't know if anyone knows him. Former Korean NHLer for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, But no. I'm going to have some buddies on who are lifelong hockey fans. I got a Blackhawks fan, I believe, I'm going to have on very soon. Uh, I'm a big, big Leafs fan. I mentioned this again in my first episode, but this guy is a huge fan. He's one of those awful, awful, obnoxious Leaf fans. No, no, I'm kidding. He knows his shit. He's going to be fun to have on. Uh, so there's that to look forward to. And I'm going to have a little trivia contest one of these days. I have a bunch of hockey trivia questions. Uh, I like to throw that at some people. and. Listeners, if I do this often, uh, and you think you can handle the trivia questions, send a DM. Maybe we'll get you on. Maybe we'll make that a big thing. All right. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.